Hi, you guys. Welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and I am super happy to be back here with you in 2021. We made it. I don't know what we made it to, but we did it. <laughs> we, we made it through 2020. And that was the last time that we spoke or connected or got here. And so, yeah, I just want to honor that. I want to acknowledge that there was a last year and there is a new year. And so where we're going to go today is a little practice around being here. We're going to talk about the residual effects of 2020, what that's done to us as a community and to a people what the potential is for us with the idea of what is contagious, a little on friendships, and some different ways that we can just stay in touch. So with all that to say, I am super thrilled to actually get a chance to be here with you today. Recently, about a week ago, I actually started something in my Instagram stories just asking, what do you want to hear more about as far as on this podcast? What are topics of interest or ways in which we could meet together on this podcast? And so for whatever it's worth, I super appreciate your feedback. Um, if you missed it at any time, if you have a request of something that you're like, Elise, talk about that, or I would like to have this conversation, or um, I don't know throw it at me. You know, I'm, I'm, this podcast is such a communal experience and I a hundred percent would like to hear uh, more about where you are at in your journey and things that could help continue to inform, inspire, or connect to wherever you're at. So, um, Elise at elisesnipes.com. You can email me, reach out to me, DM me on Instagram, just Elise Snipes, but I would, I genuinely mean it. Um, I respond to what it is you guys want. So, Without further ado, um, I wanted to take a moment to actually just practice kind of generally checking in. Um, it's been a minute, and so I'd love for you just to kind of take a deep breath. I'll do the same. And I want you just to kind of take stock of where you are. Where are you right now as you listen to this podcast? Are you doing something? Are you driving or walking? Are you on your way? Are you in between? And beyond that, uh, what drew you here? What made you think, oh, I'm going to tune into that. I'm going to listen to that right now. What, what were you hoping to listen to? Hoping to experience or learn? What did you want to feel? Why are you here? And just take a moment just to think about that. We go, go, go. Sometimes it's good to pause and just recognize where we are. 
And so you can do that by just getting a visual of things that you notice visually, what you see, things that you might hear, things that you might sense, and then how you feel. So I'll give you an example. <laughs> um, one of the big feedback things from Instagram was people asking, like, what does my real life look like? Like, what is, <laughs> what's actually happening in my life in real time? So let me fill you in for a sec. Um, I am down at the beach and recording this podcast. I see the ocean and the palm trees. It's hot. <laughs> I feel the heat. Um, I hear traffic. So there's a juxtaposition of nature in front of me and the busyness of life behind me. I wanted to feel connected and I wanted to experience depth and I want to feel known. That's where I'm at today. And I don't think that there's any um, surprise or sense of like, huh, why is she feeling that way when coming out of a year of 2020 and really just getting, you know, like that weird week in between Christmas and New Year's. For me, it's weird. I'm like, what is, what is this? What is any, what is time? What are we doing here? <laughs> like what, what app, what do other people do during this week? Um, I just, I just felt like a deep sense of almost being stunned. Like I was stunned looking back on the year that 2020 was and just took a lot of time to do nothing and just kind of wake up to it. Maybe that was what it was. There was just such an inundated feeling of like, there's, I just can't catch my breath. Um, as a human, I couldn't catch my breath. Um, as a therapist, I feel like I couldn't catch my breath. Um, as a wife to a first responder, I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. Um, as a as an American citizen, I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. Like it just, it was like impact after impact after impact. So it was relieving to get that little lull in between these years. Um, obviously 2021 is not disappointed in regards to just picking up where 2020 left off. But I find myself looking for a true connection. Like I'm just hungry for it. I miss people and... Um, feeling like I have a spot to sit, you know, like, like the feeling of like, oh, hi, humans and, and people that are out here and we're together and thinking and feeling and learning and growing and hurting and realizing and, and doing all that messy business of being people. And, and I, I've missed it. And so I just kind of want to take a, a moment to acknowledge that just because something begins to happen more regularly and we get used to it doesn't mean it's normal. Okay, so just because we get used to something doesn't make it normal. And one thing we keep, I keep hearing personally is like this normalization of trauma in our society, how normal chaos has become, how normal disruption is, how normal um, having your kids home for homeschool while working is normal. And, and when we blanket these things in the idea of normal, we begin to disqualify our very human response to them. So if I say, oh, it's just normal, then clearly I shouldn't have any other feelings about it. It's normal. It's just, no it's just normal that this is all going on. Now I, I don't actually have to 
hurt over it or feel stressed about it or feel overwhelmed or in it out of my mind on it. And so I really, I would love for you to even think or consider how and in what spaces that has or hasn't happened to you in this year. But it's not normal. None of this has been normal. No, I can get used to it. I can get used to being busy. That doesn't mean it's normal. I can get used to horrific violence on the, the media. Not normal. You know, I can get used to hate speech and I can get used to it. That doesn't make it normal. And, I re and the reason I'm driving this home or feel so much about it is I want us to not lose touch with or forget what the heck normal is and what it means to still be a compassionate and kind and aware human being that doesn't get swept up into the current, whether that is our political climate or our social climate or a culture of hustle or out-momming each other or all the different spheres that I, I tend to feel that tug in my own life that it's like, wait, where is my center and what is actually normal here? What things am I moving too fast in? What things am I moving too slow in? Right, and this comes back to this whole construct and paradigm upon we need to personally check in with self so that we know as an individual, where do we need to turn the dial up and turn the dial down? And it would be quite impossible for those to, for all of us to match that that would be like a one way street and one way thing or whatever, that that's just, the, we all need the same thing. You are so exquisitely unique and your unique experience to your life is yours and yours alone. And so when you think about self-restoration or taking care of you, that also is going to be unique. What you need is not going to be what I need or, or the people that surround us. And so we need to pause and check in and see how we are actually doing and what we actually need. There's a million great ideas out there, but that doesn't mean they're great for us, right? And so some ways that I do that, there's, um, I use a feeling wheel. So therapist of me, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'll probably try and post it on Instagram and or in the episode webpage that just has a description of this episode. But what a feeling wheel is, you can also Google it. How's that? Um, there's a description of our main core feelings in the center. So it could be happy, mad, tired, sad. And then the next ring of feelings, it gets a little bit more descriptive. So am I sad or am I lonely? Am I lonely or am I feeling unseen? Am I unseen or am I feeling unsafe, right? So you can kind of see how it gets more specific until we really get to, you know what, it really wasn't that I was feeling sad. It's that I was really feeling underappreciated in this sphere of my life. And the more accurate we become in understanding how we're doing, well, then we know how we actually need to like come back into alignment or come back into center. And so the way that I do or use um, this tool is I pair like a body scan, which is just taking a moment, breathing, and literally imagining head to toe, and then sensing and knowing and practicing sitting with myself 
and paying attention to what it is that I feel. And so this might be literally a sensation like my low back hurts or um, I feel sad or I feel numb. Those are all feelings. And you guys, trust me, it's like super clunky when we're first trying this stuff out, like with any new thing, right? It's like, am I doing it right? Am I supposed to feel something? What's going on? Um, and that's why we call it a practice. I tend to call it play. It's like, I'm just playing. I'm playing and I'm learning. You know, when we, when we watch children engage in play, they're not wondering if they're doing it correctly. They, they're playing. They're not, they're not even practicing. You know what I'm saying? They're just playing. And so I would love, would love, love, love for all of us to use that same sense of innocent freedom when we approach learning to take care of ourselves, that it would just be play. I'm just going to play with this for a moment and I'm going to play with this feeling wheel and see what that's like. I'm going to, I'm going to play with meditation and see like, what is that, what that like? Is that for me? Is it not for me? Um, I'm going to play with um, independent self-care and with, with communal self-care. I'm going to play with these things. And if we could return to that sense of wonder and curiosity and a sense of there is no binary right or wrong, there just is, we might really begin to discover the things that we enjoy that bring us safety, that bring us connection. And as Brene Brown says, right, like clear is kind. So the more clear we are about how we understand those things that center us and bring us restoration or joy or whatever it is, those things, all those things, how much more simple and, and clear and kind it would be for our partners and families and um, friends to understand what we need. Okay, so we're way out here, right? <laughs> on, this, on this beautiful tangent. We're going to go into some ideas around friendship. It's, um, it's funny. So in my real life, I was talking to my friend Mercedes, and we were talking about the trickiness of adult friends, uh, you know, like as either a, as being adults and moving to new places and having to like learn how to make friends as adults and how juvenile it feels to be like, hey, um, I'm new here, right? Like it's such a bizarre thing to do as an adult. It's bizarre to me, I'll speak for myself. So we were talking about that, like how, how and okay, also what about friends you've always had? Are, do those, are those friends still a good fit friend? Um, what about as we evolve, how do we maintain friendships? What about friendships that are like high intensity? What types of friends? Like we, we were just having this, co this conversation New Year's Day. Hop onto Instagram, start putting out those like questions and posts for people to respond to regarding what they want to hear more about. We had two specific people reach out and ask for um, things around friendship. And I'm like, whoa, one, I didn't realize other adults thought about this. The fact that there was multiple people that were writing in and then it was one of the top voted for subjects, adult friends, navigating adult friendships, how to make healthy adult friendships, how to maintain healthy adult friendships. And it just it like it absolutely struck me. It's like, whoa, OK, for one, this is something that many people are considering. Um, but again, it was a bit surprising. You know, when I think about like what you could ask a therapist, I'm like, man, I was expecting like where are the doozy kind of questions. But no. Hey, how about friendship? 
And isn't that exactly what 2020 has done to us in so many ways, right? Like how isolated and lonely and at home we have been. It, there's been a big shake in regards to the type of community we hold and our deep need for that as human beings. For all that to say, I'm out loud on my couch posting these things and my son is next to me and we moved this year, right? Because why, why not just move? During 2020, my husband um, went back to school, got a job, and we moved. And we moved the kids' schools. And so I was talking to my oldest son, Isaac. And you might have heard me talk about him on here before. But he is, I don't know, I don't, he's one of the most soulful, like old soul people that I've known. And I know people talk about their kids and that's, and you know, right, rose-colored lenses and the whole thing. Um, but I, Isaac's eight and new school this year. And I said, I'm super surprised, buddy, because people are asking about making friends and how that's been hard for them as adults. And I could see his wheels start to turn because he's like, wait, are the people that are saying that, are they adults or are they kids like me? And so I was explaining explaining that no these are people that are like moms or dads or you know adults and that this is something that is universally hard and so I asked him what has it been like for you um this year making going to a new school and having to make new friends and he put it into percentages and if you know Isaac you're like of course he put it in percentages so he I don't recall the percentages right now but he said okay so it's this much good and fun majority percentage for him and then he said and the other percentages are stressful confusing and disappointing <sighs> my mom heart right I was like oh damn like totally also thank you for giving language to what it feels like to me too stressful confusing and disappointing isn't that the truth that there's, there's a part of making new friends that, that, that does, that is what it feels like. So I'm going to tell you a quick story and we're going to come back into this, okay? Hold the idea in one hand of making adult friends. And on the other hand, I had the opportunity last year before um, the coronavirus to work in my son's classroom. And we would go to the library. I was like library book checker at her mom hello. <laughs> um, and the teacher would say, okay, guys, we need to find a good fit book. And she goes, do you remember what a good fit book is? And so the good fit book was like a book that you could read most of the words, not all of them, that you understand most of it, that it has like a topic that interests you. And so she would teach the kids how to find a good fit book. And then she'd ask them, hey, is that a good fit book? And it was such a neat way to empower the kids wherever they're at in their own learning journey to figure out what it is that they need, what it is they're interested in, and where their like reading comprehension skills are at. There's a whole library of books. Find yourself a good fit book and then have fun with it. So that concept came back to me, okay, and our other hand with friendships, that we don't always apply that same knowledge or construct to our friends. Like, hey, is this a good fit friend for me? Like, is this a person that would a is actually, like, a good friend for me to have, right? 
And then I think we need to develop our own criteria in there. What is important for you, okay, in your friendships? Do you need to have an, an, a level of similarity? Uh, do you, or do you, or not? Do you really love being totally opposite from someone? Do you need to make sure you, you share similar values or beliefs or systems? Do you need to be the same political party? What's important to you? What would be a good fit, right? And part of knowing what we know we want in another friend, I think is really knowing who we are. And this might be the only spot I would diverge from children and adults making friends is I can remember growing up the feeling of trying to fit myself into somebody else's hands, right? I wanted to be the good fit book. I wanted to be chosen. I wanted them to like me. I wanted, and I would, man, I would just be whatever book they wanted me to be. I will be funny. I will be, sh I will be quiet. I will be whatever. Just please be my friend. And now, as an adult, 36-year-old woman making new friends, I am less trying to see if I am a good fit for someone and more if I know who I am, is that person a good fit for me? And so the perspective has shifted, right? I'm not a good fit for everyone, you guys. I'm not. I am, I am not a good fit friend for everyone. And that's freedom, isn't it? Isn't that clarity to know that I am who I am and some people are going to get that and be like, yes, that I really want that person to be my friend. And some people are going to be like, oh, so not for me. Awesome. Thank you for knowing yourself. I'm trying to do that too. And so my, my, my hope and my heart and my suggestion for adults learning to make adult friends is let's find out who we are. What do you enjoy? What do you need, right? We practice this at the beginning of this podcast. Where are you at? How do you feel? And what do you need for yourself? Let's start there. And then for others, as we move out to that next, like, next layer of social need, what kind of friends do you need? Can we find a good fit friend? <laughs> Can we notice how certain people make us feel when we're done being with them? Do we feel like, oh, I'm so glad I got to see them? Or, wow, I'm really stressed out. Or, wow, I feel like my life sucks. Um, or I feel like, oh, I don't have enough. Like, pay attention, okay, to your response to the people in your life. Um, on another thread connected to this, we moved home to our hometown. So, I mean, we, you guys, our move was like 10 minutes, okay? But we moved from Dana Point to San Clemente. So I, I moved back to like where I went to high school and junior high and elementary school, um, where I lived after college. I mean, it's, this, is, this is home. It's home, 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 home. So I love, I get to see people um, all over town that I've grown up with friends that I've had in seventh grade, friends that I had in high school, friends I had in elementary school, and I get to watch the evolution of what it is like to say, oh man, remember when, fill in the blank, are all of those people good fit friends for me right now? No. It is important to look through, and just because someone is there, or just because they're in your town, 
you might be a different person than you were when you were 16. Let's just go ahead and bank on that, all right? Let's just, let's just pretend that we're all different than how we were in high school, right? So can you notice the difference? What's different in you since, since you first made that friend? Maybe what's different in them? They've also evolved. Pay attention to your right now self inside the story. Sometimes the fabric of our friendships are the thing that keeps us together. And that's a beautiful and glorious thing. And you might choose to make a new adult friends differently. This is such an interesting topic. Anyway, I, just, I think I've just been, I've been thinking about it a lot since that Instagram post and also since moving to a new town or back to our home, new town, whatever, new old town of understanding how do I want to make adult friends and who is a good fit um, friend for me, being open and willing to meet new people and let them know who I am now, not who I want them to see me as, not, um, I don't want to be shy about my, where I stand on things. Um, and I also want to be respectful, um, but I want to know who I am and not feel like I need to um, conform in any way to be someone that they want or need me to be. So thoughts on friends do you know when you have a good friend? What about making it going from acquaintance to friend or work friend to real life friend or a mom friend to an actual friend? You know, there's so many categories of friends too. people that I call when I'm in like total, like the bottom of the barrel to friends that I want to go out and have a good time and have fun and play with and uh, to friends that we have got our kids get along and to friends that our husbands get along or whatever. I think the point is that we would continue to be able to find authentic, intimate connection, that we would be able to show up as we are, and that we'd be able to make room for others to show up as they are, and that we would continue to learn how to grow together. So, friends, am I right? <laughs> um, I, you know, it's cool. I actually, there was a, a mom who DM'd me and said, hey, I actually live in your town. Our kids are in the same class. This is like on Instagram. This is last week on Instagram. Like, and if you want to get together at the park, I'd love to. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. And so we met at the park this week and it was, it was so neat to get to see like one, someone being like bold on Instagram to be like, oh, hey, we, we would know each other. We would like each other. And it's exciting to get to meet new friends. It's scary. And also like, hi, <laughs> hi, I'm Judah's mom. Um, and fun to get to meet for me, fun to get to meet new people and get to figure out, like, how do we navigate this weird world of adult friends? Um, okay, I'd love to know your experience. What's been struggle? Uh, what's weird in COVID? Like, how do like seeing people above their masks and or staying separate and yet also trying to, like, create connection? It's such a weird world right now with that. Um... I'm going to go down another rabbit hole for a second. The other, with our, with my team, so Radical Wellness is the group that I founded um, in response to see a really, really phenomenal healthcare, mental healthcare, physical healthcare be accessible to everyone everywhere. Um, you can look that up, radicalwellness.co. The reason that, so one of the things that came out of um, our processing this year was watching how lonely people had become during COVID, how much they need deep connection with other people, but how hard that can be to find in their actual community of friends. So 
we one of the things that we are doing this year is we are creating more intentional online learning communities and so we're picking like hey we're going to read this book and talk about it together we're going to have a group on the enneagram and understanding that in the workplace or leadership or in motherhood um we've got groups surrounding um like kind of the evolution of of the of like the of woman and like how we become whole people um groups around boundaries and core beliefs uh, groups on pelvic floor group just groups on groups on groups on groups because we need it like and then again we saw it in the instagram thing where it's like people are alone and we crave a type of connection on purpose that we want that we would like to have and we want to be selective about it so if that has been you at all this last year if you've been looking for or wanting um a chance to connect more on purpose with people um, to learn alongside others. It's not typical group therapy. We're not like, it's not, it's not group therapy. They're intentional learning groups. And so the point is to be able to meet other people that are on a similar journey and path as you are and to have someone kind of guide you through material and help you take that material back into your own life and live it out. So anyway, just wanted to put that out there for you as well. Would love to be able to, I'll tell you more about that. Um, one other little thought I wanted to kind of leave us with today is this. The last, I read back my old journals of January 2020 and was thinking about my goals for the year and then how that all changed. And then thinking about March and patient zero and global pandemic. What, not just my town, not just my state, not just my country. But like, when was the last time the entire world was affected by something? The whole world. Like, think about like if you're on the moon looking at the earth, planet earth, all affected on some level. It, it, I, I genuinely, like, I really had to think about it. I'm not, I mean, like really let it hit me and was like, dude. From one, the whole world was affected. Everyone on earth knows what coronavirus is in a matter of months. What then is possible to pass on? What if it was, what if it was happiness? I know that sounds cheesy, but I just kept, I just was, I just thought, what if it was hope? What if it was optimism? What if it was possibility? What if it was total restoration? What if it was kindness? What if it was sturdiness? What if it was resilience? What if it was healing? What if being good, strong human beings who see each other and love each other well and keep showing up no matter what? What if that was what was contagious? What if that was what united us as people on earth? If I know, here's what I know. It's possible for the world to be connected in something. I would love for us to be connected in something more than a freaking pandemic. But it's possible. Because on the heels of everyone now who knows about coronavirus, everyone is looking for a cure. Everyone is invested in finding something that makes this thing goes away. What for you as one human being, if you knew that you had the, the possibility to affect the entire world, how would you want to affect everyone? 
if you could pass anything on, one thing that you knew would be transmitted globally, what would you pass on? I've had a little longer to sit with this. So mine is like radical hope. Hope against all odds. It is the one dominating trait that I believe has truly helped me survive my own life. A, just a, an intensely radical hope that there is something else, something other, something good. A, a hope for a hope for good. If I could give that, if I could pass that on to everybody on earth, that would, I would, man, that, what, wow, how cool, that would be so cool. So I just want you to think about that this, this week. You have great capacity to pass on great things. Right now, wherever you are, you could pass that on. You could pass on hope. You could pass on kindness. You could pass on strength. You can pass on truth. You could pass it on. To your family, to your friends, to your workspace, to your children, to your new friends that you're meeting at the park. You, you have an opportunity to be who you are and to pass it on. What if we did that this year? And we're able to reflect on how incredibly and phenomenally contagious courage is or hope or whatever it is that you want to put back into this world know that you are capable of these things okay that's where I want to leave us this week we will be back um, every week this year with free association and hanging out and responding to your questions and thoughts from Instagram and or email um, with our trailer cast conversations, which are people just like you who decide to have a conversation with me. We do a, we do it via zoom. So we get to actually hang out and then we record a conversation based on whatever it is you want to talk about. We work through a topic of your choice in real time. If you haven't listened to a trailer cast conversation, I totally encourage you to go back and check them out. They are a little longer than a regular podcast episode, but you guys, it's like, it's like real, it's real humans in real time. There's no, it's just all raw. And that's, it's so neat. Cause I keep thinking, oh, that, oh God, I relate to that girl. Oh my gosh. Oh, me too. Me too. Me too. So check those out. And if you're interested in having a trailer cast conversation with me again, just email me. You can do that at either Elise or hello at elisesnipes.com. Would love to connect with you. Um, other things, I'm just going to throw this out your direction. Um, if you need something more than traditional therapy or traditional coaching or all the podcasts you're listening to, um, I'm only going to be doing two intensive weekend retreats this year. Yes, I know COVID, so negative test is required. Um, but I'm doing one in April and one in October. They're about five people each. And what we do during these retreats is we take the time to actually go through your specific story, how the events, circumstances, people, and messages of your life have imprinted how you see yourself, the others in the world, and how we can create room for restoration to go back and re-message, re-parent, redo those old stories and begin to then help give you a creative and concrete, clear way 
to apply that to your life so that it doesn't always have to be the same old story. So total restoration. That's exactly what I like what my mission is for all people. It is not a part way good. It is an all the way good. All the way. So if you're interested in weekends or have questions, um, you can again email me. We can set up a time to talk. I'd love to find out if you, if you are um, a good fit for weekends and or if you have questions for me, I'd love to know. So April, October, um, would love to be able to connect on that. Okay, guys, have a lovely week. Looking forward to c- talking and connecting soon. Cheers.